This is Colossus, and you're listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, don't get better than that. Nope, sir. The things we do for you listeners. Press buttons like a sausage-fingered freak. We don't listen to Tom talk enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. Happy holidays. Happy yeah. holidays. Now, this is a holiday week I can actually get behind <laughs> for a change, man. If only Christmas was like 420. We wouldn't mind traveling for it. <laughs> we sure as hell wouldn't mind traveling. Not that we'd be able to travel whatsoever because we'd be <laughs> stuck on our couch. But I mean, isn't that the way to spend the holidays? Isn't that our whole MO about holidays? <laughs> every year we're like, this is the last year we're going to do all the traveling. <laughs> yeah, every year. And then it just seems to, like, amplify more because then there's, like, once you start making, like, holiday things, then people expect you to make everything. Where it's kind of like, I can't make nothing. Now nobody expects exactly. anything from you. Don't I feel expect like that's anything better. from me. Yeah. Especially on 420. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. That's our own personal holiday. <laughs> We're just us and, like, 70% of the rest of the country will celebrate it <laughs> quietly and exactly. in non-family <laughs> settings. That's what I'm expecting for 420 this year around. But aside from that, and all of the very special holiday things that are going to be happening around the U.S. coming up this very special 420 holiday season, we also have a very special guest to talk to directly in regards to 420. Absolutely. Absolutely. We literally have a high regard show today. Yes. <laughs> so why don't we go quickly into a You Heard and then let's introduce our fantastic guests that somehow you got a hold of. The Lord works in mysterious ways, my man. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, this week's You Heard comes to us from the United Palace Theater right here in Harlem, New York City. All right. You're going to be Mella. What? Somebody said you're going to be Mella. What the hell's Mella? Mellow. Oh, I thought you said Mella. No, it's Mella. He said Mella. Uh, but I guess that's like short for mellow. Was there a context that you were able to pick up on from that? Yeah. And? Yeah. It was smoking. It was smoking related. Mm. Obs. So we need to like start using the word mellow. Mella. I'm mellow right now. Oh, all right. Well, I guess it's better than being. Not mellow. Not mellow. Well, you kind of are not mellow. Or we wouldn't be able to get the show done. We would just be like sitting here like staring at the TV trying to figure out what those Duke boys are up to. <laughs> Boss hogs. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not and say we did. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> and that's what Sweeks you heard. Well, well. So, I am so excited you to present to you what? I said you ain't the only one. <laughs> An interview with none other than Tommy Chong. Which is 
unbelievable because you know we have like a little bit of comedic background between the two of us i would say at least 50 sure. percent. we're on the same <laughs> level as tommy chong for sure <laughs> but what i'm saying is that we have been very very lucky over the years to get to in get the interview like a lot of comedians sure, yeah. tommy chong is like one of the comedians who He's... comedy is such a weird business man i feel like a lot of people who go into comedy do it for a while, then they get burnt on it and they go away for like a long, long time. Sure. And then, you know, eventually try to make a comeback and it's, you know, hopefully very well done. Cheech and Chong and, you know, as you know, Cheech Maradin has been filming like crazy. Tommy Chong, though, I mean, he is a guy who's becoming such a like – Social media influencer mm-hmm. over the he years. Really is, yeah. Never left the spotlight. And to be in comedy this long and still be like, you know, prominent in the field, that's huge. Sure, definitely. Huge. Definitely. Well, it's not just, you know, you know, it's not, we didn't just talk to Tommy because it's 420. I mean, obviously, that's the best part of it because oh, yeah. who, who is better to talk to on for 420? But Cheech and Chong are actually going to be here in New York at the Capitol Theater. Um, and they're going to, um, <laughs> it's actually the 40th anniversary of Up in Smoke. Mm-hmm. So they're actually, so the Capitol Theater is going to be showing, you know, the Up movie. Smoke, yeah. They're going to be showing Up in Smoke. Then the guys are going to be doing sketches. They're going to perform original songs. They're going to tell some stories. They're going to do some stand up. And they're going to do a lot more, I'm sure. I bet they're going to be doing a lot more in the dress room before and after the show, too, man. The green room is called green for a specific reason, I'm sure. As is the parking lot of the theater that they'll be playing at in New York. Absolutely. So they're releasing, you know, this, you know, they're re-releasing Up in Smoke for to celebrate 420 and it's 40th anniversary. Plus, there's going to be this super duper deluxe edition of like the Blu-ray with the original sound track on cd you know a new version of a song that they recorded and there's going to be some other really fun stuff in there so let's just turn it over to tommy and he's going to tell us all about how this came about whether we're going to ever see an updated version of up and smoke and then he kindly did a fire round he blazed through a fire round with me (laughs) of some quick questions where we find out his favorite strain his favorite smoking mechanisms and who in the Trump administration he'd like to blaze with. All right, let's roll that fabulous bean footage. Burnt, burnt. Tommy, it's Nikki from Metro. Is now so okay? Yeah, yeah, we're perfect, yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We're really excited to have you in the paper. Oh, my pleasure. So, great. Well, you know, when when you guys were making Up in Smoke, you know, did you kind of, did you see that 40 years later, you know, this would be so celebrated still? I, I didn't get that last part. When we were making Up in Smoke? Yeah, like, did you, you know, kind of have any foreshadowing or anything that Up in Smoke would be so celebrated still 40 years after its release? Well, you know, back then we weren't really planning on living this long. (laughs) 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 So so everything that's happening for the past 
20 years is sort of like a big, big surprise to both of us, you know. Right, right. When was the last time that you watched the film? Mm, about kind of about a year ago. Really? I was in Mammoth at a I was at a Mammoth uh, film festival and uh, they played Up in Smoke and I and I was there and I watched watched it and um, really enjoyed it. It's really a good movie. It really is. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, to commemorate this anniversary, you know, there's a lot of goodies that are included in the collector's edition. You know, do you have a favorite no item kidding. that's included? Uh, well, anything smokable, smokable, you know, that's in the <laughs> VIP. Well, and that's the VIP uh, package. Ah, duly <laughs> noted. O- I'll be... <laughs> o- o- only the actors uh, are allowed to do that. That that's my favorite bit. But I, no, I like all the stuff. It's, it's a fun, uh, fun uh, grab bag of gifts. <laughs> it definitely is. Well, great. And, you know, we're obviously talking to you um, because you're going to be doing a big event here in New York City uh, at the Capitol Theater on 420. What can fans expect from you and Cheech at the show? Well, you know, we've been together so long. Our, our shows are it's like a play. Right. You know, so they can they can expect everything. And <laughs> we give them everything. We give them a, the, the full Monty, as they say. You know, remember what the Monty was, the full Monty was? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what you can expect. You get a full Monty of Cheech and Chong uh, bits. <laughs> well, that does sound like an even better time now, I guess. <laughs> it is, it is. You know, you, you guys really, you know, introduced that stoner culture to the masses, but do you miss yeah. the old days when weed wasn't so mainstream as it is right now? Well, you know, I've never been judgmental. You know, and, and 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 as a result, I enjoy everything. You know, like I enjoyed jail. You know, when I was in jail, I enjoyed it. Uh, so I, I enjoy myself wherever I'm at. Right. So, so I've never. I don't. I don't care. You know. I don't miss. No, I don't miss those days at all. Really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you know, were you surprised, surprised at the number of states that have since passed, you know, recreational marijuana in most, in you know, in recent years? Not really. No, there again, you know, I mean, I've I've known about the secret. It's just a matter <laughs> of letting the. You see, weed was legal back early earlier, you know, before uh, the Puritans right. took charge, you know. And now, now it's uh, it's really going back to what it was before, you know, because at right. one time the king, the king in Nepal would put a stamp on on the hashish that he sold, you know, to the world market, and and back in the day, Kentucky grew the best hemp in the world, and when you grow hemp, you're also growing uh, marijuana too, right. and so 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 we're really going back in the time. We're not, but we're going forward with with the with the product itself. Right. So so what we're really doing with society is we're sort of becoming the the entire world is slowly becoming really stoned. <laughs> These days we need it for sure. <laughs> we do need it for sure. But is there, in your opinion, a downside to you know? Across the board legalization, or you know, is that something that you're you're for across the board? Oh, I, uh, you know, I went to jail, and there was no downside right. to that, you know, as far <laughs> as I was concerned. And so, so, no, no, there's no downside. 
You know, what's the worst can happen? Uh, right now, the worst is happening. There's a glut of weed on the market. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Too much weed. Oh my God! What are we gonna do? The horrors. <laughs> we 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 better we better start smoking. Get Cheech and Chong in here. <laughs> we got too much weed in the country. <laughs> we knew we do. We need like a 2018 Cheech and Chong movie. Do you think that's yeah. something that could ever happen? <laughs> well, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get the the anniversary of uh, Up and Smoke, which is much better because uh, that's one of the reasons Cheech and I, you know, decided not to do a movie because we we really can't compete with what we've already done. You know. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, you know, is there any advice that you might, you know, give a parent who kind of wants to talk to their kids about pot or, you know, their kid kind of comes to them and asks the questions? What would you, what advice would you give? <laughs> I give the, the same advice my, my wife gives in the show, you know, and she caught her kids smoking pot. She took them in the other room and she sat them down and she told them, listen, if you're going to steal his dope, Replace them. <laughs> so exactly. that's my advice to kids. If you're going to steal your parents' dope, replace them. <laughs> and make sure that you give them better than what you took. It's only polite. <laughs> you know, because, that is. <laughs> <laughs> because kids are, are much you know, more apt to get the, the good stuff than the parents. You know, <laughs> right. Because they're younger and they're hipper. Right, right. So that's the advice I give I give parents. All righty, fair enough. And, you know, obviously you're best known for your connection to, to weed, you know, but what are your other passions that you wish people would talk about with you? My other passions? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I almost, uh, almost won Dancing with the Stars, you know. I would have won if I had a better partner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she kind of helped me. She kind of held me back. You know? <laughs> yeah, they they do that. I hear those pros do that. <laughs> oh, those pros, yeah. You know, they can't keep up with it, you know, with the old guy, you know. And <laughs> uh, oh my God, that's that's it. You're dancing with the stars. Is the only other passion that you had? <laughs> uh, dancing is my passion, um, and trying to figure out where my wife went to. That's my other passion. Because you know, I can never keep a track of her, you know. <laughs> well, you, you have know. to get her a bell then, I guess. And she, no, she doesn't. She doesn't say hi to me when she comes in the house. <laughs> and I'm I'm deaf, so I can't hear anything. And and I'm sitting in my room wondering where the hell she is, and she's been <laughs> at home for two hours. You know? <laughs> We're pretty wily like that, women. We are. <laughs> Yeah, old women. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, she's so unpredictable that it's predictable. You know? <laughs> awesome. And now I'm going to do a thing that I like to call a fire round, where you have to say the first thing that comes to mind when I say something, okay? Okay. All right. Okay, what is your favorite marijuana strain? Uh, it's, uh, oh, oh, um, um, Chong's Choice. What is it? Chong's Choice. Chong's Choice, okay. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> collection, of, it's a collection of all the good strains and, and put it into one uh, joint. Nice. <laughs> and what's your mm-hmm. favorite method to imbibe? Uh, <laughs> I just thought of something, but I can't say it. Um, <laughs> say, my favorite, say it. No, no, no. My favorite, my favorite method is uh, 
is uh, Chong Bong. Chong Bong, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see where we're going with this. <laughs> and do you have a favorite nickname for marijuana? Um, God. <laughs> and is there a worst nickname that you hate that people use? For pot? For pot, yeah. Um, no, I don't hate anything. I'm not a hater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what's your favorite munchie when the, that time strikes? Munchie? Yep. And my favorite munchie is celery sticks with the almond butter. Oh, all right. Yeah. And what is the most real-life Cheech and Chong moment that you've had? Real-life Cheech and Chong moment that I've had? Oh, probably today we were on the Steve Harvey show. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I um, I did a Chong. Uh, I've been on Family Feud, right. you know. And uh, and one thing that Steve told me, don't say who won, please, <laughs> you know. And I had to sign the thing when I did the show. And now I'm on Steve Harvey's show, and he says, oh, you were on Family Feud. I said, yeah, and we won. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, well, they didn't tell me not to say it on his show. <laughs> not to see it on everybody else's show. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the editor told me they, they'll they'll edit it out. No problem. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is there someone in the Trump administration that you would like to get high with? Well, she's gone. No hope. <laughs> yeah, hope. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 no, I admire Trump's taste. You know, he, he, he doesn't know how to pick beautiful women. Yeah. <laughs> that he does. <laughs> and he has a hard time, hard time paying him, but you know that, that's <laughs> Trump. <laughs> True that. <laughs> yeah. And aside from you know your own extensive body of work, you know what's another weed-centric movie, TV show, or music that you know you like? Is there? You know, something that kind of stands out to you? Yeah, there's one movie. I saw it a bunch of times. I still love it. It's probably the, other than Up in Smoke, probably the best pot movie ever made. It was called American Beauty with Kevin Spacey and Annette Bening. That and uh, Chris, was it Chris? Chris Chris Cooper. uh, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Oh, man, that was... And the kid that played the the Chris Cooper's uh, son. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that that I I I can't. When that movie's on, I gotta watch it. Right, it's one of those that if you see it on, you just stop yeah, what you're doing. That, and yeah, Shawshank Redemption was another one that I've watched over and over again. But uh, American Beauty, I just loved it. I loved that. The little love affair he had with the with the his daughter's uh, girlfriend. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, what a what a wonderful movie. Yeah, it is a great it is a great one, and I love his you know kind of how he just is like I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> That's what. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah, and he's and he's smoke, he's buying weed from his neighbor. Yeah. Oh, oh that was good a good movie. Stuff. Excellent awesome. movie. Awesome. 
Well, that's all that I have for you except for one tiny request, if you'd be willing. I'm also okay. going to share this on my podcast that I have called The uh-huh. High Regard Show, which you know has the word high regard in its name, so you can imagine what kind of things we talk about. Uh-huh. Would you be willing to say, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to The High Regard Show for me? You mean, say, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to The High Regard Show? Like that's that? Her, that's, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got well, it? I do have it. Tommy, it's okay, such an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. So, obviously, I was in love with Tommy the entire time. Well, I mean, seriously, how, how can't you? I mean, he has the same <laughs> mindset as us. We're working at the same speed. I mean, seriously, at this point in time, it's all good, man. <laughs> He's so much – he was so much fun. Like, honestly, that was definitely up there as one of my favorite interviews. Like, he was just so fun, so jovial. And, I mean, like, who says that they had a good time in jail? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, that goes to show. I mean, all right, let's take away – all of the amazing medical benefits that we have covered over the past couple of months. Right. You know, as far as medicinal marijuana sure. for different things, things that we're dealing with, things that people just in general are dealing with on a normal everyday basis. But one thing that we really don't talk about that much, and maybe we should with the way things are, the tide is turning, <clears throat> is recreational marijuana. Sure. If you use it, the way Tommy Chong does, you can go to jail and like smile through, you know, <laughs> being in jail because kind of like, all right, well, you know, I'm in here and until the effects even... wear off. Then it probably becomes a little bit harder. Sure, sure, but that wasn't even like like it was paraphernalia, right? Because you was know, paraphernalia so it's through like, now. Yeah, so I mean, come on. And that was more of a setup, I feel, than anything else. Sure, and, yeah, you know, there was a lot of shit about it. Yeah, yeah there was a lot, like... a lot of shit about it. But I mean, hey, man, he came through, and he's just like, it's just another road I went down on this crazy thing called life, and that's and that's that. Yeah, but imagine if people who don't need it for medicinal purposes started smoking it, where you could just kind of. Like, this is what I feel from my experience. It slows things down and gives you a minute to think about what your next action is going to be before you just rush into a next action. Sure, sure. And for me, it just shuts my head off. Because my number one issue is I don't sleep Mm -hmm. because I can't shut my head off. Mm -hmm. So if I fall asleep or if I take, like, an over-the-counter, you know, Tylenol PM to try and just, like sleep through the night I usually wake up within like three or four hours I never get more than like four hours of sleep right but once I wake up or like I roll over if I'm uncomfortable or I'm hot or something like that my brain immediately starts what do I have to do today worrying Mm. about health worrying about other things work like and then once it starts it doesn't stop and that's you know and that that's huge like that you can't shut your brain off to just chill the fuck out for a minute and that's what weed does for me Right. Well, it also depends on the weed strain. We're lucky enough to live close enough to people (laughs) who are are able to bring us a very large selection of strains between uh, indica, sativa, and hybrids. And, you know, if you make a mistake and you wind up taking, like, 
a sativa before you go to bed, you're not going to be able to sleep. Right. Because it's a very creative sure, yeah. type of thing. And I mean, it's perfect for the but afternoons. See, I'm also creative on, you know, the Indicas too. Like, I'm creative. But you fall asleep. That's my thing. Like, when I take an in- when I when I have Indica, I will have some amazing, like, fire, like, just fireballs of ideas where I'm like, you got to hear this idea. <laughs> but then I immediately fall asleep. I need to tell a story of... <laughs> oh, man. All right, Many then. moons ago, mm-hmm. Tom burst into the bedroom it was what was it like three in the morning or something and i think i was like finally passing out i think i noticed Dory. back in the days it when was I used to, years it was ago. years ago like we didn't even live in new york city at the time so mm-hmm. it was like 150 years ago in the time that didn't matter <laughs> and, yeah wow. and you burst into the bedroom and you flip on the light because i had gone to bed i was like i'm done and you stayed up and you burst in and you had a purple sticky in your hand, like a pad of purple stickies. And you were like, babe. And you throw on the overhead light, which is the light that I hate more than anything. Yeah, me too. And you turn it on. You're like, babe, babe. Oh, my God, babe. And I'm like, what, man? What? And I I probably said like, what the fuck do you want? What? Probably something like that. No, actually, when you're tired, you don't get that many words out. It's like, (laughs) I do. I sound like Kona. (laughs) Yeah, Kona. I was going to just be like more like, you know, the chick from uh, Planet of the Apes. (laughs) I live for that part. I live for that part. (laughs) It's like, why is she talking like there's something wrong with them? Like, if you know how to speak, you know how to speak. But She didn't know how to speak. They were mute. They didn't let them speak. You should probably go in the corner and practice it a few times (laughs) before you just yell it out. shout the word Taylor. (laughs) That's what you're like. I turn the light on. Light. Yeah, okay, so light. it was like, <laughs> it was something like that. Probably, yeah. And he's holding, I shit you not, a purple sticky mm-hmm. that had approximately three or four triangles yeah. with lines, not triangles, rectangles, with lines coming down from them. And you were like, I just redesigned. Like, it was just so it was just rectangles and lines. And you were like, I just redesigned my website. On one stick it pad. <laughs> I redesigned a whole and website. You were like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, you're like, look at it. Look at it. Do you see it? Do you see it? And I'm like, babe, all I see are rectangles and lines, but I believe in you. And sure as shit, you turned out a really good fucking website. Well, the weird thing about that was is that I did it in my head. <laughs> what I drew was exactly what I wanted until I woke up the next morning and looked in the bedside stand and I was like, oh, I think I had a good idea last <laughs> night. And then I was like, hey, remember when I showed you that thing? And I actually had to take a second for you to say, yeah, you said something about a circus. And I was like, click. That's it. That's yeah. what it is. Thank God I had that one keyword. I know what this entire piece of paper is now. But if you hadn't said that and I hadn't remembered that I would have just been like, I scribbled just... on a piece of paper and blabbered something last just night. I don't know what it was. Another one of our midnight <laughs> ramblings of, it would have been our midnight million dollar ideas. But that's why a lot of times, and I mean, we have learned a lot how to handle what we do as far as you know, we're high functioning. We're, we're very, very, very high, high functioning. functioning. And if we ever think that we get to a point where we're kind of like, ooh, that's a really good idea, even if we think we'll remember it because it's a good idea, automatically either gets recorded or written down yeah. so that we can go back to it. And then we look and we're like, shit, we have so many good ideas. We're never going to be able to get to all of these. <laughs> I know, I know. And then we keep on coming up with ideas and it's like, <laughs> 
we're not going to get to any of these because we just keep coming up with new ones. I know, I know, it's funny, but we do have them like notated in my journal and my phone and your oh, phone. Yeah. Like we've got we've got ideas all over the place. Absolutely, for such weird things, man. Everything from like TV shows <laughs> to like you know products for for veterans of foreign wars. Like it's, <laughs> it's I I feel like we are like the stoner version of Halliburton. We just do everything. <laughs> Everything we possibly can think of here are ideas. Like we need executors, like to make these ideas we come do. true. We do, but you know, well, that's where I draw the line. I'm just an idea man, man. That's like it. Now I need an executor to do the rest of the work. Maybe, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, going back to Tommy, it's a matter of, you know, you do tend to be a lot more patient. You do tend to be like a lot more open to like what's happening around you and less hateful and so less hateful because, absolutely because when i was like you know what is there a word for marijuana that you hate and he's like i'm not a hater yeah i don't hate i don't hate anything I'm like i could yeah, list like... off 17,000 things that i've hated about today you know what i mean well you and but i are because you know plus, it's not something that i do all day long so plus we live in a city that we love but it honestly it breeds hate yeah it, it, it breeds really hate, breeds hate. it crushes your soul and yeah, so, absolutely. And I think it breeds hate because it's so open to so many things that it's kind of like it turns you into a person that's like, oh, well, I can't be for everything. So right. I'm just going to be really against these certain things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bikers, dogs not on leashes. <laughs> like these certain Thomas things. Thomas triggered right now. These certain things will really, you know, will drive you nuts. Are they really that bad? No. no. And I feel no, like you it's... get angry every time you see another person walking their dog and you're like, what is this bitch doing? And I'm like, walking her I dog just like you. can't stand when people don't have them on leashes. I know, baby. Because I, know. I don't know if okay. dogs have their own mind. They might okay, come and attack okay. my dog. Okay. There's no need for that. I never, ever would even consider okay. taking her off a leash okay. in the middle of a park. Duly noted. All right. So what then, what was your that. favorite part of the interview? My favorite part of the interview was just in general the overall tone of it. As he was talking, I was like, "Hmm, is Tommy Chong now on our show, or is it my old friend Chris, or is it my old friend Mike?" Or right. Is it it my... was just like talking to a friend, right? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And seriously, there is. There is honestly more sincerity that comes from stoners when you have conversations with them than comes from anybody else. Like they don't want to like, you know, like they don't want to get into like dragging people down. They're right, all yeah. most stoners are about the positive and the good right, vibes yeah. and everything like that. And that's refreshing. Yeah, totally. And when he was talking, there was, you know, Little talk of politics. It was all just like, man, this is what we do. Yeah. There's some funny anecdote. I, I wanted to like. talk to Tommy about the thing that Tommy's known for, which is something that I personally love. Right. So I had you, and these were the questions that I wanted to ask. Right. Now, the thing I did not like about the Tommy Chong interview. Do tell. Is when he was like, oh, what do you like? What's your favorite strain? And he says Tommy's choice. And I'm like, what's in it, dude? I want to. It's the best. I want the best of everything. But tell me why? What strains are involved? What are you getting? What are you mixing together? How many strains are in a a Tommy's Choice joint? What particular strains are in there? It's a smorgasbord. Because smorgasbord of Tommy wonderfulness. Because who wouldn't want to smoke 
what Tommy smokes. What Tommy smokes. So it's kind of like but it keeps it a secret. But who can handle? That's who the else other thing. can handle what Tommy Chong smokes? But I feel like that's like a hot pepper challenge. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Cinnamon challenge? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be like my ideal version of a Tide Pod. <laughs> is trying to just suck down what Tommy Chong sucks down and see what the effects are. It may have the same effect as a Tide Pod. Like, I might just be throwing yeah. up and dying <laughs> by the time I'm done with it. I might wake up to you, like, nibbling on my face in the middle of the night. <laughs> you never know. I mean, you know, that's what it comes down to. But, I mean, that was the one thing where I was like, man. And then, like, you know, I saw – like, I follow him on Facebook. For years sure, I yeah. followed him on Facebook. And, I mean, God, man, he is one of – the most well-versed people in social media because of the different things that he covers. Like, he covers everything. Oh, yeah. But he's the perfect he's the perfect mind for the stoner mindset because it's kind of like, you know, you're flipping through your Facebook thing and let's say you're taking your medicine and as you're blowing through your Facebook <laughs> feed, you're kind of like, all the same stories, all the same sure, stories. Yeah. Now it is political, blah, 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 blah. And then you go to Tommy Chong's, Chong's thing, and there's just like, you know, stories about like weird things happening around, stories about food, stories about pet, like whatever he has. Right, yeah. And then right in the middle of it, he'll just throw up like a 10 second video of him taking a massive bong rip. <laughs> and it's kind of like, yeah, man. We're like, <laughs> this is why I follow you because you're like, your way to bounce around from topic to topic is exactly how my mind is working sure, right now. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he's like 100% true to himself. Yeah, Which is absolutely. something that a lot of people can't, like a lot of, I don't want to say stoners, because a lot of smokers can't people be. People who use medicine. Right, people who use medicine. They can't be themselves around a lot of people because there's a stigma. There's right. the law in a lot of places. So it's... It's just refreshing to see someone just be able to be 100% themselves. They're not harming anybody. No. Who the hell are we harming? Nobody. Nobody. And and I'm I'm hoping that as more states become legal, more people will be able to just, you know, outright say, yeah, I smoke. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't ever, I mean, I would insinuate. I would maybe, you know kind of allude to the fact that I have spoken before I had gotten my medical card. <laughs> but honestly, you know, it was kind of like a very narrow line where it was kind of like, we can't really fully admit to like sure. having a hit because you don't know how other people are going to react to it. Right. And to be honest now, mm -hmm. like the last three, four years, I know more people who take medicine mm -hmm. than I do who don't. Oh, I'm sure. Like everybody I know uses um, some form. I'm willing to bet that I I'm going to say probably 70% of the people that I actually know probably smoke or have smoked. Mm. Undoubtedly. Or undoubtedly have, yeah, about or it. don't care if people do. Or don't care but, if people do. You know, yeah. like the thing that pisses me off is like I hate when I'm walking down the street mm -hmm. and I'm behind a smoker mm -hmm. and their smell of their cigarette. Because it's just so disgusting. The mm. smell of their cigarette just like, and they blow it up in their face. They don't give a shit who's behind them. It could be a little kid. It could be an old person. Yeah. It could be me. Like, they just blow their smoke. And it's like, why is that okay? Right. But but not pot. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the good thing about pot is that 
there are so many other ways to do it. You don't know, like, who's really on it. Sure, like, yeah. Of course, of course, if you're cooking with it, yeah, it'll make the house smell and stuff like that. But, you know, if you're using leaves and whatnot. But if you use tincture, if you use vapor, if you use pills, you know, because you can get, like, THC in pill form. You sure, can get yeah. CBD in pill form. You can get it in creams now in some places. Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't need to smell walking down the street. So in a way, it should be more acceptable than cigarettes just in general. Right. My biggest complaint is when I'm walking down the street and if I have somebody who's getting high in front of me and the smoke is blowing towards me, <laughs> the, it kills it for me because I'm like, I think I gotta get home. <laughs> <laughs> That's your bat signal. <laughs> that really is. I'm like, oh, there might be danger in the bedroom. I must go and check on what's happening. But I mean, seriously, it's funny because the dog, you know, usually doesn't stay around. Like if I if I do have something, right? Yeah, she like and, goes. She turns away. She yeah. goes like further into the bedroom. And I don't want her around for that anyway. Yeah. Like when I'm if I smoke something, but. It's to the point now where if we're walking and somebody's smoking something, she'll like kind of walk up to him like, hey, oh, I don't (laughs) know you. You smell familiar, (laughs) but I have no idea who you are right now. So what what was like, tell me about the first time that you smoked. Like, what was your first like your first time like? Um, It was it was kind of messed up because the first time I smoked, (laughs) I smoked out of a bong for the first time. Wait, your first was out of a bong. Oh, my Jesus Christ. And it was filled with rum. So I was drinking a lot. Oh, my God. And then I had just like, you know, a couple of hits. And then after those couple of hits, uh, like I was annihilated and throwing up mostly from the alcohol. And I was like, oh, my God, could this be because I got high? So for a long time, I didn't smoke after that. And then finally, I was I had in college, I smoked on my own and was thinking like, wow, like I am fucked up, but I am not throwing up. Right. Why am I still drinking if I can get better effects and no hangover? Like, this is ridiculous. How old were you? The first time I smoked, I was actually kind of older for what today's standards are. I think I was 15. (laughs) That's a pretty... 12-year-old smoke now. Like, no joke. Like, seriously. It is. It is. And I don't condone it. Right. I don't condone myself smoking at age 15. But seriously, at the end of the day, it's kind of like... All right, really I did times. it. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's too late. But one of the things I would say with, you know, smoking in general, like for the first time, for like a lot of people, you don't know what the effects are. So you're going to take on so much right. and you're going to get blown out. I wish somebody was there for me rather than some stupid kid my age telling me how to do so it. Just keep stuff going, like that. Yeah. I wish there was somebody like me who would have been like going, hey, listen, you if you're you going to smoke with me, sage. right, seriously, <laughs> like if people come here and they're like going, oh, I want to try an edible, like an edible or something like that. I'll mm-hmm. be like, here, try these two. And then in a couple of hours from now, we'll hang out, watch TV. You could try right, another two. Right. Like, let it see. Like, give yourself some time to see how it is. Like, be smart about it. Right. But all too often, people think of it as just regular food. They'll have one. 
they don't have another they don't have another and 10 minutes in they're like on their fourth edible thinking i don't feel anything and then like an hour later and the next thing you know you're thinking that you're in the middle of a terrorist attack in new york city (laughs) jumping out of cabs and saying i hear people talking in foreign languages i don't know what they are okay that may or may not have happened to one of us did happen (laughs) to you (laughs) so what was your first time it was my 16th birthday Uh uh-huh and this sounds ridiculous because it's so cool, but it was my first time watching The Wall. So the first time I got high, I was watching The Wall, which was like the craziest trip. It was my 16th birthday, and the, my friends just threw like a little bit of a party at you know the boyfriend's house, and we just sat there and I watched the wall and I was just like mouth agape the entire time and then they drove me home on this country road that was really windy 8th street mm-hmm. you know and it's a really really windy road and like you come down this one hill and there's a dirt road like if you you kind of have to go to the left to stay on the paved road but then there's like a dirt road like if you just go straight you would go straight down this dirt road and I remember screaming at my friend's boyfriend say Gary slow down oh my god like I felt like I was in Star Wars like when they go into like light speed mode or something the lights of like the lights shining on the street signs and stuff was just like ridiculous and I was like Gary you're going so fast and I remember sitting in the back of the car whose name was Scooby and just holding on for dear life and he's like Nikki shut the fuck up I'm going 35 (laughs) (laughs) it is amazing how much faster things seem to happen when you're high so fast and yeah. it was, I mean, it was, it was in a safe environment. I was with people who had done it before and they were just like, here you go. And it was just like a joint. No, I think it might've been a bowl and it might, it was either a, a bowl. Yeah, easy. it was a bowl. It was yeah. just like, whatever. And I mean, watching the wall, your first time watching the wall, your first time getting high. Like it was a really just nice, easy feeling. Yeah. Well, except for the psychosis. Watching you know. in, you know, the wall the first time might be a little bit heavy. That's a heavy, <laughs> that's a heavy trip for like a first time. You should have just been like in a park. So I was in a kid's bedroom. Somebody picked up a guitar. I remember started playing guitar and I was like, holy shit. And I actually learned how to play You Really Got Me, like, when I was high. Wow. And just the, just the rhythm part. like Just that. I just played it over and over. And then the <laughs> other kid played the rest of the parts. And I was like, man, I'm in a band now. I remember, like, the next day waking up and being like, hey, man, you want to get together and practice? And all I knew was You Really Got Me. And the kid who played guitar, who I got high with, was like, Dude, we ain't in a band together. You don't know how to play an instrument. And I was like, you taught me last night. He goes, I taught you rhythm guitar for one song. Like, there is no way. Learn the instrument. Let me know. And I was, like, completely shattered. Like, I'm not in a band One man. lick does not a good Yeah, I'm not in a band anymore. Make. This is crazy. But I love the lifestyle of getting high. I have to be in a band now. What else can I be? Exactly. And then I realized, like, oh, art student? That works. <laughs> so... So, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess everybody has their first-time stories, huh? I guess they do, Tom. I guess uh, they do, Tommy. Tommy not Chong. <laughs> Tommy not Chong. That's – but working on it. But working on it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on the show. I mean, it was such an honor to talk to him. I mean, Seriously. I've seen all the movies. I've loved him for years. So it was just really, really awesome to be able to have the chance to talk to him for such a momentous holiday. And – I hate to be the one to say he is very courageous for starting off his career by talking about something that was 
as illegal then as it is today. Sure, sure. You but know? like he said, you know, back then it wasn't like. But it to wasn't... stick with it, right? And, exactly. And just, just stick with it. I mean, seriously, how that's not, so how, admirable. How do you not stick with it, man? It's the most <laughs> wonderful, natural remedy on earth. There you have it. Well, thank you so much again, Tommy Chong, for making our 420 the best 420. Absolutely. And for literally putting the high in high regard show. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say? Do you want to get into a roly-poly roadie? Or and maybe a po- the, how about a potsy? Or we could do a potsy instead of a roly-poly <laughs> roadie. Would you rather do that? Since we don't do the roly-poly roadie exactly, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> All right. It's catching up with me now. We can do that. <laughs> The Potsy. The clock on the show is winding down. <laughs> it most certainly the clock on Tom is winding down significantly. God forbid. Eh, well, whatever, man. What are you gonna do? So, um, Let's keep it in the same genre of today's show and talk about the most incredible medicinal concoction that I have made up to date. Go ahead with it. All right. So for those of you who have legal scripts or not and just want to be bold about it. <laughs> um, you lawless. That's it. I have taken marijuana tincture mm-hmm. and boiled it down to um what do they call it i think they call it a uh, mso or an mos something like that i don't know anyway basically you just basically boil down tincture and you get it almost like a syrupy consistency mm-hmm. and once that happens it's strong as fuck it is strong so what i did was i took very very strong tincture I took a half of cup of it and I took 24 Jolly Ranchers <laughs> watermelon flavored and melted them down and then put them into these teeny tiny little molds. To give you an idea of how small, three Jolly Ranchers fit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. The other way around. Th- one Jolly Ranchers fits into three of these tiny little molds. Yeah, they're like the size of like your pinky now, pretty much. Right. And what I did was I made those and I was thinking, I was like, you know, one of the biggest problems that I'm having lately with the POTS disease, no relation to pot disease. Is, but it is quite fitting. It is quite fitting. I just told you it's going to be a theme show today, so <laughs> just go along with it. One of the things was nausea still to this point has been completely unbearable. It has like been, it completely debilitates you. It does. Like I feel like if I sit up, I'm gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. So when I smoke, and you and I have discussed this, all joking aside, you know I love smoking. I can't get enough of it when I start it, but I hate doing it early in the day because I don't. And here I am being a hypocrite. I don't want to be the guy that wakes up and gets high. Gets high in the afternoon, gets right, high because, in the evening, that, gets high before bed. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that because that's just who you've had to be. Uh, right. You know what I mean? So, like, that's just, like, the the strictures of society that have been put on you. Right. And and because of that, it's hard for me to just say, I'm going to smoke before 3.30. Usually I'll be, like, going, when 3.30 comes, I'll take a hit. By 3.30, I'm dying. 
Like, no joke, man. By 3.30, if I haven't thrown up, I'm about to throw up. Right. And I've probably either lost my balance or passed out completely at least once by 3.30. Right. Right. So it's gotten to the point where I'm like, man, I need to do something else. But I don't want to go out smelling like smoke. I still got to take the dog out. What can I possibly do? And then here we go, man. You, I took – I made them yesterday. I shared – I allowed you to have one of my little watermelon <laughs> now and later chips. Annihilate it. It is so fucking strong, but there is no smell. There is no taste. It tastes just like, a, like what you would imagine. Like if, Because whenever somebody says watermelon Jolly Rancher, my mouth immediately starts to like water. Mm-hmm. Because you know exactly what a watermelon Jolly Rancher tastes like. Oh my God, it's so good. And I got green apple ones too, but you like the watermelon. So I was like, let me start with the watermelon. Because I want to see... not. With these edible things, man, and we've made a lot of edibles, and maybe they need to start sharing some of the recipes, I you know, think with maybe our we should, people for sure. But you know, seriously, man, so good, so incredibly strong. <laughs> I wanted you to try it, just like I tried it, and see what happens. We both did it, and I would say within a half hour, annihilated. Ridiculous. Annihilate, but. After taking it, no nausea, no still dizziness, but no nausea, no gagging, none of that. Exactly. And for me, I just was like, my head was completely shut off because I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I think that you know this already. Like work for me is is a complete just stress pile. I love it. I thrive in it. But like it's very hard for me, especially after a work day to come home and like not be thinking things and of it's, course. Ju- it's just what it is and i know that you used to be like this too absolutely you know and so it's very hard for me to just kind of disconnect like i'm you know i'm present with everything going on at home but i'm also still like i've got this like split in my brain yes i did nothing but focus on like the four episodes of brooklyn 99 <laughs> that we were watching and it was just it was heaven like it allowed me to finally disconnect in a way that I don't ever get to disconnect. No. Like, I don't ever get to disconnect. I don't think I've made anything stronger. And and up to this point, my favorite thing to make is Rice Krispie treats. I make them in, you know, little two-inch by two-inch squares. They're so good. The taste of them is ridiculous. And again, the key, I think, to most medicinal stuff is to make it not taste like medicine. Right. I don't want to taste medicine that's why I'm eating something. I don't want to smell it. I don't want it. It doesn't bother me. But like I said, it, you wake up, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. That's not the first smell you necessarily want. Right, right. You know, it's like I want to get things rolling on. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, I have a big thing about, like, you know, breath and stuff like that. Like, right. I hate, like, having just, like, n- smoke in my mouth. Like, I was a smoker for a really long time, like a cigarette smoker, for like 15 years. Yeah. And, I hated every second of the smelling. Like I would go to the bars, which I had to do like almost every night for my job. And I would come home and have to shower or wash my hair and stuff like that because I just hated it so much. So yeah. like it's really cool that there are ways that you don't have to to take it. But I personally prefer smoking because as a former smoker, I enjoy the ritual of lighting something up and having that moment to just kind of like breathe in and breathe out because the day that I quit smoking was the day that I stopped taking breaks. 
Well, that's what <laughs> you happens. Know what I mean? <laughs> because I mean, seriously, you get. I mean, it sucks because you die sooner, but at the end of the day, you also get a lot more free time up until that point. Exactly. So it, it all does equal out, really. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think that you know, the edibles are totally the way to go. It was driving me nuts because I looked at um, you know, I was I'm, I was looking at one of the groups that I'm a part of on Facebook, and um, you know, it's. It's mind-blowing how many people are so against adding THC to any candy whatsoever because they're afraid kids will get a hold sure, of it and you're sending I, out the wrong message. And I and I get that. I can understand that. But it's your job to exactly. not be an asshole with it. Seriously, at the end of the day, here's the deal. I want Jolly Ranches with my medicine in it so that I, I don't smell like Jolly smoke. Jolly Ranches with my medicine. Right. Now, if your kid... Is if you're worried about your kid getting to my Jolly Ranches, number one, they would have to kill it to get kill me to get them away from me because <laughs> right I'm my not cold dead hand. Yeah, I'm not sharing my shit with your snot kid. Oh and God, number two, right. and number two, and more importantly, no one's gonna tell me I can't have THC with Jolly Ranches because you didn't raise your kids right to not trust them to do something that they may or may not do behind your back. And there you have it in a nutshell. Yeah. So, you know, and my kid did it behind my back, but you address the situation and you move on. You don't blame everyone else in the world because your kid did something wrong. Sorry, I want mine to be ingested this way because it's safer than smoking. I don't want to smoke five times a day. Okay. So there you have it. And that wraps up the potsy. Okay. And that wraps up the show. Absolutely. So this was a wonderful 420 episode, if I do say so myself. Well, you can because, you know, you're on the show. So, I mean, you get to make up the rules. So just say it's a great show. It's a great goddamn show. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Tommy Chong. Thank you, Tommy Chong, for making this show (laughs) as great as Nikki is saying it is. (laughs) And thank you to our audience who can Always learn more about the High Regard Show at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always send your comments, suggestions, whatever the hell you want to do to highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always find us on social media as High Regard Show. And don't forget to follow our furry little studio manager, Kona, as the Kona persona. She's awfully cute, and we have some very nice pictures of her up. Yeah, we do that once in a while. (laughs) Well, everybody, thank you again. Hope you all practiced a or practice a very safe upcoming 420 holiday absolutely happy happy holidays may it always be evergreen (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to say good night everybody 